gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z i am joined once again this week by greg how's it going man it's going good how you doing not too bad um oh a merry christmas season to you yeah about as merry as it'll get <laughs> this has been the most fun christmas doing this like season yeah this um doing the podcast has definitely helped because it gives you at least like i love the christmas horror but even that i wouldn't always like watch as hardcore as i am this year yeah but yeah i'm with the uh the podcast is definitely helping make me like it a little bit more we uh we have one more week after this in our christmas horror marathon yes um which i mean i'm pretty i'm really proud of us that we actually stayed with the christmas theme like yeah it wasn't like the uh nicholas cage november where i was like we're gonna do fucking nicholas cage movies all of november then it was like Nah, <laughs> I didn't feel like it. That's Which a is little... because November was our rough month. We only ended up cranking out two episodes, I think, for November. Yeah, November was extremely weird. Like, I had um, I had a different job that like I had left to go do something else, and like there was a shit ton of like moved around parts like that. But I mean, we planned, we got a lot of planning done for the podcast here the last week or so, and I'm really excited what's to come. Yeah, should we just fill everyone in on that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we actually sat down, let me turn to the page here, and we mapped out the podcast up to June 11th, just because I ran out of room on the paper. And but did... So we have our movies set, so you'll actually know what we're doing next week, so if you ever want to watch ahead so you can see the movie that we're doing, you'll have that opportunity. Yeah, from now on, at the end of the podcast, like towards the end, we'll let you know what's going to be next week's. So you, then you, as the listener, can be like, okay, I can check this out beforehand if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, or you just want a refresher so it's fresh in your mind and you can listen to it. You can watch it with us, pretty much. Exactly. I also love that um, it, this was completely on accident, but you listing them, listing them down... Uh, Number 11 starts with today, which is the uh, 11th episode. We're watching Santa Slay. And yeah. it goes all the way down to 37. Oh, yeah, it does. I noticed that. Snoogans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this week is Santa Slay. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. This that week is Krampus. Week. Fuck. Yeah, this week Santa is Santa Slay comes out this week that me and you are currently in, but the people listening, that was last week. That's what I'm going to have to like. I'm going to, now that we're kind of planning ahead like that, I'm going to have to remember. Because <laughs> yeah. for some reason, I was ramping up to talk about Santa Slay again. We already did it. We, we <laughs> talked about it for an hour. You're like, oh, that, I'm getting major deja vu about this. People are listening are like, the episode's called Krampus, but they're watching yes. Santa Slay again? I realized, I'm like, well, should we tell the people we're talking about? They know what we're talking about. It's in the title, but we still do it every week, I realize. That's true. <laughs> But it, yeah, this doing is, Krampus from 2015. I know there's a few Krampus movies out there, but that's the one we're going with. Oh god, yeah. If you search Krampus on like Amazon Prime, there's 50 different Krampus movies. Yeah, because it's a public domain. It's not an IP because it's a real thing. And it's a really quote, fun character real, that quote unquote. It's a really fun character that they didn't do anything with for the longest time. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, Krampus exists. And they made 50 movies. But this is oh, the yeah. one directed by Michael Doherty, uh, Michael Doherty who yeah. uh, also directed Trick or Treat. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, he's actually like, I look, because I was like, I recognize that name and I knew he did Trick or Treat. He also did um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, that was good. I love that one because that's where they really got into all the other Godzilla characters and stuff in it. Yeah, and King Ghidorah showed up, which who was my favorite kaiju. Yeah. Uh, Dude, oh, I'm still to- waiting for a Mecha Godzilla to show up in like a modern movie. That's all I want. Oh, I can't. That would be awesome. I saw um, me and a couple buddies from my old job went to Pittsburgh. Uh, God, they must have been like a year or two now ago. Um, and they were doing a Godzilla triple feature. And uh, what was it? What all um, they have? Uh, it was at um, destroy all monsters. Um, I believe Monster Zero or Godzilla versus Monster Zero, and um, they did uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Ah, uh, sweet. Which I would say, probably, I love destroy all monsters, but I, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was probably my favorite of the triple. I saw a three second clip of the Godzilla versus Kong movie, and that was enough to get me excited. And I'm really excited that they're releasing that on um, HBO Max. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to sign up for the fucking thing now. I was going to say, my parents signed up, so I'm just mooching off of their uh, login. Yeah, that's how you do it. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this movie with that director, even the cast in this is actually pretty wild. At least the main, these three, Adam Scott is in it. Tony Collette, who is the mother from um, Hereditary, is yeah. It? This is a pre-Hereditary Tony Collette, which she's great in this as well. Yeah, which is funny because she's more of a quote-unquote normal in this. Yeah, she's definitely more of a mother in this one than she is in like Hereditary. Hereditary, she's just I I definitely want to talk about that one day. Oh uh, well, we'll hit it. I'm sure. And then David Kochner, who was um. What's his name from The Office? Oh, um, fuck. I know who you're talking. Yeah, uh, the biggest asshole in that. Like, yeah. Well, one of the big. I don't know. Between him and Ryan, like, I don't know. I really hate Ryan. But yeah, this yeah. guy is. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was Michael Scott's friend. Yeah. And so we have like a Parks and Rec office crossover here. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, with um Adam Scott and him. Yeah. All right, so um, we'll just jump into it, I guess. Um, well, I really enjoy the opening to this movie. Uh, the yes, the Black Friday slow mo rush. Oh God, yeah, that's so great. And it that this movie encapsulates one of the reasons I hate Christmas. It's because it's it's the fake. Like everyone talks about the fakeness of like, oh, we're all happy together and blah blah blah. This one actually shows. No, it's about like people crowding stores fighting over shit families arguing this is what christmas is see as i told you this is gonna be a solid one when we get to it i've been saying it for weeks but like yeah there's so many it's like i love also where it's like the slow-mo and it's like just like there's the two dads that are fighting over the rocking horse there's <laughs> there's people getting tased by this kid the mall cops and getting drug out yeah. oh, there's a skateboard to the face Oh, it's, it's an amazing opening. It's like Jingle All the Way levels of like Black Friday Christmas shopping madness. Yeah, honestly, that is really like, yeah, it is a lot like how they portray it like that. It's just ramped way up where there's like blood. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I remember like Black Friday especially was more like that. Well, I remember there was like there growing up. Um, there's a couple different like type of things where I would always hear like, oh, people get killed doing this. Black Friday was one. <laughs> And uh, Slayer Mosh Pits was another one I grew up being afraid of, of like, if you go to a Slayer concert, you're going to die. And I'm like, have you ever seen Slayer? No, I mean, I love Slayer, but I've never seen them live. I'll tell you this. I've seen Slayer twice now, and people were legitimately, when I was outside when I saw them, setting fire in the mosh pits to a bunch of garbage and moshing circle pitting around it and security was apparently prepared for this because they had backpacks with fire extinguishers that they were putting them out with yeah they're like slayers coming to town we gotta prepare get the fire department i saw a dude with slayer tattooed on his bald head rush like past his area towards the stage it took like four security to bring him down it he's was a wild time he's just screaming slayer the entire he was time. no joke they're dragging him out and he was screaming slayer throwing up the horns That's and it was their first awesome. song too he barely got to see slayer oh man well it's like well hopefully it was like raining blood or like uh no like, dude what? they closed with raining blood it was a uh, disciple okay That's- um, Angel of Death is another one that's always like ah <laughs> yeah oh, that God Hates Us All album that's my favorite slayer yeah. one I think um, but after that, we, we like meet our main family whose house Christmas is at after that. We meet the dad, Adam Scott, um, mom's Tony Collette. The boy's name is Max, not his real name in the movie. Um, and the girl is Beth and their grandma, but they don't call her grandma. They call her Oni. Yes. I, what's that? Is that a thing? Um, well, I think, uh, because later me and Liz watched it um because I Liz this is actually one of the a horror movie that Liz enjoys. I went to okay. uh, I went to watch this and um I was like, "Oh, well, I'm going to go watch it real quick for the podcast." She's like, "No, I want to watch it too. Wait for me." I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah. um we were watching it and we were trying to figure out like where is grandma from? Is it like Germany, Swedish, Poland, like something like I was that say like norway or something like that well later on it's so uh she says something like someone says something and the grandma says nine so i'm guessing she's german mm, maybe good good catch i didn't catch it which i'm not so sure maybe that's just like a term for grandmother there i don't know maybe yeah i'm not sure um like where the krampus legend itself comes from i know it's like europe and whatnot but yeah um were you? Oh no! Back when we had the why not talk about this podcast, we had a Christmas episode where we went over weird Christmas traditions from other countries. Europe has a lot of them. Oh yeah, there's a and some really like extremely questionable ones that like went into like just a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, the Yule cat that would eat naughty children. Or um, uh, the one I'm thinking about is I forget which one it was. I know like telling Steve Dave talked about, it, but it was Black Pete. Oh yeah, that's with uh, Belschnickel. That's his like yeah. little assistant. Where like they were trying to be like phase him out slowly, so they're like instead of giving him like giant like uh, jewelry and whatnot, we're like downsizing the jewelry. Something it's like no, but you need to take care of the racism. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the blackface. It wasn't the jewelry that was the problem. <laughs> no, get rid of the blackface. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um. So this boy is all about Christmas at the beginning because he comes home with like he has ice on his face because he got in a fight with other kids because they were telling younger children that Santa wasn't real. So this kid loves Christmas. Which do they say how old this kid is in the movie? Because he looks like he's like twelve. 
which I don't he know. Looks young, but I also caught in his room. He has a Rick and Morty poster, which one, this is before Rick and Morty really took off big. This is 2015. Yeah. But two, if he still believes in Santa, he's too young to be watching Rick and Morty. Yeah, you cannot watch Rick and Morty and believe it's Santa at the same time. Yeah, those two things don't line up. No. And he had a robot chicken poster, too, so obviously something with Adult Swim. Because I think I was, pro- I was probably like seven years old, I think, when I stopped believing in Santa. I don't know when I honestly stopped, because here's my thing. I kept pretending that I did, because I thought I would stop getting presents if I didn't believe in Santa, so I pretended long after I had realized. As far as your parents know, you still believe in Santa. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, yes, he is real, he's real Greg. (laughs) Exactly, that's what I had to keep up, I hope they don't listen to this episode. Yeah, and she, yeah, this year they're like, oh, wait a minute, no, Greg doesn't believe anymore, return the gifts. (laughs) (laughs) So the the sister, Beth, um, all we really learned about her at the beginning, she has a stoner boyfriend who lives a few blocks away. Yeah, who has like a giant candy cane bong. Yes, he does. Um, not as fun as our other stoner character that we loved um, from Cabin in the Woods. No, the coffee mug bong will be the ultimate bong forever. Yeah, I was thinking about keeping some tallies throughout the show, like our grand total kill count through every episode. Oh, that'd we'll be interesting. Other- other things like best bong we've seen, things like that. <laughs> yeah, do like a rundown, like towards the end, like okay, here are the highlights. Yeah, I like and that. Here's the, the current standings. I like that. We should start doing that. Yeah, the only problem is I got to go back and figure out the counts for all the movies we've seen so far. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um, the other family shows up soon, and they are not compatible at all. It's the mom, sister, and so the the in laws that come with. And the this lady, Dorothy, shows up, and we don't find out. I'm like, how the hell is this lady related? But we find out later, it's the aunt. Yeah, it's Aunt Dorothy, where, like, no one else in the family wanted her around for Christmas. So, like, this family kind of got stuck with her. I won't lie, I hated her when she first shows up, but she becomes one of my favorite characters in the movie towards the end. Yeah, I love at the end, she's like, okay, well, not towards the end. It's not at the end, but it's, like, you know, a little bit in the middle when things, like, kind of start happening. And she's like, okay, kids, I'm going to go teach you how to make pepper, uh, peppermint schnapps. I, know, I think that was my turning point there, too. And then she's sitting in the kitchen. And she's, like, mixing it and stuff. And she takes a drink. She's like, oh, that's Christmas cheer. And, like, the one, like, kid that, like, won't shut his mouth is, like, staring at her. And she's like, okay, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> he won't shut his mouth, but he doesn't speak either. <laughs> no, like, I love when, um, like, because I've had this interaction with, like, distant like relatives before where it's like a third cousin you never see and it's oh, like you try to make small talk hey man how's it going and they just stare at you open-mouthed and they, it's just like <laughs> is there anything going on in there like how am i related to you <laughs> is, is this the west virginia family no this is um well i mean this is i think they're in a no the west virginia family actually had like pretty good sense to talk this is my oh, okay. dad's side <laughs> I just know your hatred of that state, so I assume that. No, like, it wasn't them. Like, uh, the. No, I don't think I had any cousins on that side, but. Um, but yeah, they show up. And he's asking that boy. He just blank stares at him. The two girls show up, and they are the most, like, tomboyish, like, they could kick my ass kids that there are. Oh, yeah, and, like, it's, um. Which, like, later on lends to another thing to where, like, none of the family is happy with each other at all, where it's, like, the, uh, 
I'm going to call him like the cousin Eddie of this movie from like the Christmas vacation movies. Yeah. The, he completely reminds me of cousin Eddie where he just comes barging in. He brings the Packer. dog. I'm sorry. I, I've it clicked right then. Uh, his character from the office Packer Packer. Yes, that's it. He actually, I could see this kind of being like Packer's cousin from the South. Oh, he but, even kind of looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah in, in my notes i put is dorothy the mom question and then later i go back with an arrow pointing i'm like no aunt yes yeah because um, um I, she looks familiar uh familiar as well packer i'm just gonna call him packer now uh packer's um wife is she uh she looks familiar i can't think of what else she's been in but it's one another one of those actresses or actors where it's like i've seen you in other stuff yeah, they they have dinner, and dinner's going amazing, as you think. And you've been to these, right? Oh, so many of them, where you're, I'm just sitting there, just waiting. And it's always, for some reason, extended family is the slowest eaters. So you have to sit there for like two hours after you're done eating. <laughs> yeah, because I'm used to, like, at my jobs and stuff, and it kind of bleeds into my regular life. I eat fast, because yeah. I don't have a lot of time to eat, so I learned to eat quick, and that just kind of became a habit for me and so i hate when i'm at places where people just eat very slowly but they're they like take one bite and then they're like want to talk to you and it's like no we'll eat first and then we'll talk on the way home <laughs> yeah uh, but uh the dinner is awkward because the kind of redneck i don't know how to describe them but that family um doesn't like any of the quote-unquote fancy food that they made food that we can't pronounce is the way they put it i also love that like they the dish that they brought for dinner it was um was it macaroni and cheese and hot dogs yes which it's like okay that i honestly still eat that dinner every once in a while but to bring that to like family dinner oh there's nothing wrong with that dude i eat crackers with the squeezy cheese like aerosol cheese all the time but i wouldn't bring that for a covered dish but you're not going to put that on, on a plate with saran wrap around it and be like look what i brought guys it's trisket exactly and, yeah, easy whiz <laughs> yeah i don't know how they get it but the two tomboy sisters get max's uh letter to santa yeah um or I, the one part in the movie they saw it in his pocket so i don't know if they uh grabbed it out of the pocket or if it fell or something but they didn't really show how they got it uh so they swiped it somehow then right and they start reading it out loud and it's very i can't believe the parents on either side didn't put a stop to it until it got to the oh. point where they stopped it's so depressing yeah like, he's like i wish my parents would love each other again I hope um, Uncle Whatever and Aunt Whatever has their luck turn around. It's like the most sad list like, on earth. Aunt and Uncle are like poor rednecks. Um, Mom and Dad are in a loveless marriage. Can you help help me, Santa? Also, I would love an <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> exactly. And then the, they stop reading when they get to the, Our parent! Our dad doesn't wish we were boys! And the fight starts. Yeah, which I that's hilarious. I love that scene. <laughs> Um, when they scream that. Yeah, and that's right when the mom walks in with the dessert and the fight's going on. And what Max takes, gives the whole, I hate Christmas, like little kid Grinch thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Christmas! <laughs> yeah. And then he runs upstairs and tears up his list and throws it out the window. And that, like, and it does, like, this magical swirly thing in the wind, and that's, like, then you start to see all these, like, clouds come in, and, like, a blizzard's coming in. 
Yeah, like it, uh, like a hell portal opens above the house almost. Yeah, which um, I do want to get to that because I would love to get uh, what you think they're in. Like, are they trapped in a bubble where they would they can escape, like a cabin in the woods type thing? Oh, you're talking about what we see at the end. Well, I, I'm at the end. Yeah, at the end, I want to talk about that as well. But I'm talking about like even when just the blizzard starts. Oh, no, I think that's pretty legit. I think that's still regular. Because, like, they kind of have, like, there's the one plow truck that's, like, kind of blocking the road and whatnot. I didn't know if that was, like, a... Have you ever seen the Truman Show? Yeah. When they ever get... Whenever he gets too close to leaving, there's, like, an accident or, like, a fucking explosion goes off or something. Yeah. No, I I think it was done to keep them in like the blizzard and everything with the Krampus magic powers or whatever, but I don't think it was like force fielded off. Okay. Like, I think this storm blew and knocked out power, filled the roads with snow, like just to keep them in. And then I guess like Krampus and all the critters, like all of his little helpers went and took care of the neighbors like extremely quickly so they can just well, focus on this family. They did say they did have a little line of dialogue like, where they're talking about the neighbors, they're like, they're here, they're here, like, almost all the neighbors seem to not be home for Christmas. Yeah, that's right, and they're, like, the, uh, couple of them, they were like, well, what about them or them? Like, well, they don't talk to us anymore. (laughs) Yeah, so they did try to pretty much write that off. That's true, like, I'm searching for plot holes, but Michael Doherty's pretty, uh, good about filling them. Oh, yeah, they, they, they covered it. No, granted, not the most solid covering, but still. But still, that's like we've talked about before. It's one line of dialogue that takes care of a plot hole. Exactly, like in the Jason X episode. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this storm comes in, and the next day the power's knocked out. Which, this is like, was it the 23rd, I think it is, when the power goes out. So they're, we're planning to have, like, God, how many people are in that house now? Like, 10 to 15? Like... That's a lot. Let's see. The main family is four plus Oni, so five. Then the two boy daughters, a baby, the open mouth kid, (laughs) and two parents. So we're at 11 or 12 people. Yeah. That's a lot of time spending like with your family locked in a house they, even, oh, even if, if you get along amazingly that's a lot of people in one area even no krampus none of this happens you have full power great wi-fi you're still gonna be like oh my god <laughs> yeah, we still have a christmas horror movie this, even is, without yeah, krampus. this is still 100 percent a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, the power's out and everything and it's a blizzard and the thing that makes me furious is uncle howard packer when the power's out, opens up the fridge to get a beer. Yeah, and leaves it open, which is like, the, I remember my father, like, whenever, like, our power would go out here and there, that was, like, the number one rule of, if you absolutely must open the refrigerator, know what you're grabbing and do it extremely quickly. Yeah, you get in, get out if you need to. Because yeah. in the winter, my power goes out a fair amount, and so you're used to, don't open the fridge. Definitely don't open the freezer, shit like that. Right. Yeah, but yeah the, that, you're going to be fucked. That just infuriated me when I saw that. I'm like, you asshole! And but um, Max looks out the window, and there's just this creepy snowman. Oh, that snowman design is so fucking awesome. It's so, yeah. like, it's extremely scary and creepy, but still in that, like... And because we didn't mention this either, this is a PG-13 movie. I did get... I thought it was R, honestly, until... I was looking stuff up on IMDb with it and everything. I thought it was an R movie the whole time. I'm really surprised it's only PG-13, because children get eaten. <laughs> yes. 
every I mean, spoiler alert, everybody dies. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that because I have questions. Yes. But um yeah, the, the snowman's there. It's done just scary enough to look creepy, but it still looks like it could be a real snowman. Well, it's kind of in the background because, like, the blizzard's going on, so you can kind of see it through the snow and whatnot. Yeah. It's not, like, right there, completely visible. It's not like, uh... Have you ever seen Jack Frost, the um horror movie one, not the Michael Keaton one? <laughs> yes, I've seen both, but yes. Okay. Um, like how that movie is, like, everything is just, like, crystal clear. Like, you can tell they didn't even use, like, real snow. It's, like, in that movie, they used um, basically the like shit that fills your pillow, like that fluff. Yeah, they just put that everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what they did for that one. So this one, at least, like oh, you know, it's like CGI snow and whatnot, and it does look like they use CGI a pretty good amount in this movie. But it actually is one that fits needing it. Yeah, yeah, it, this would be pretty hard. You could maybe pull it off of practical, but the CGI works for it. It does. And they it, still do have a fair amount of practical, too, when oh, we get to the attic and everything. Yeah, there's some great uh, practical effects, but this is one that it doesn't... The CGI doesn't hurt the movie. Yeah. And fun fact about this movie that you may be the only one to appreciate when I bring this up. Do you know the first time I heard of this movie before it even came out? What's that? Tell them, Steve Dave. Oh, really? It was a sponsor on the One True Three tournament. Okay. Remember how everyone had sponsors? Like, yeah. the new movie Krampus was a sponsor on it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I you would appreciate um, that. I remember, like, telling... That's another thing, like, uh, one of the tropes with telling Steve Dave is, uh, telling Steve Dave makes the world, uh, world takes. Because yeah. there's constantly all these ideas that they come up with on the podcast before anyone else does. And then, like, a couple years later, they'll get made. Krampus yeah. was actually one of those because it's on like I think the very first Christmas pod they did. Oh, they were really? talking about Krampus, and that was like 2011. Oh, that's before the Krampus. It sounds weird to say, but the Krampus boom in popular culture happened. Yeah, because now there's like Mrs. Krampus, like one through seven. There's you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, where were we? The scary snowman. Yeah, oh, you looked so out the Beth, window and saw the snowman. Yeah. Beth gets kind of permission to go to the boyfriend's house just because she could also check for power on the way there and everything. Right. Which, um, that's a, these parents actually seem kind of coolish in that way that they're letting her teen, their teenage daughter go to her boyfriend's house. I didn't think it was too irresponsible either. I'm like, well, it is just a few blocks away. She has a phone and they give her like a time limit. I'm like, okay, not overly strict or overly do whatever you want parent. No, very parent. It, it almost reminds me of like kind of how mine were of like, okay, you can go and do the thing, just don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, perfectly normal, not strict or do whatever you want. Right. Um, and that's where we get our first look at Krampus. Now I forget. Now that okay, so the daughter uh, fucks off to the boyfriend's house. Yeah. Do we ever see her again, or is she um, gone not, for good? Not until the very end. Okay. And when she, after she's under the truck, not until the very end. Okay. Um. But yeah, we see Krampus, and it's kind of awesome, like jumping from roof to roof. I also love how they reveal Krampus. It's not like a lot of these movies will do where like you see like she's walking down the street and she kind of sees a shadow and like turns around. No one's there. Yeah. And like it's like until like the very like last 10 to 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, Krampus appears. No, this one, he jumps on a roof immediately that all they think is like, okay, the power's out and there's a blizzard. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's this like 
12, 15 foot creature with horns that just jumped onto a roof. And she's just like, holy fuck. Yeah, she reacts pretty much the way I would. I'm like, Jesus Christ, and run. But it's such an excellent reveal of Krampus. Yeah, and you don't get the close-up yet either, but it's also not, like, blurry. It's just in the middle. Which the the close-up of his face, I think is pretty interesting, but it almost looks like he's wearing a mask because his mouth doesn't move. Yeah, it's it's like Angela in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the last scene in that where it's just a static shot and like his jaw is just like open all the time. Like his mouth yeah, the, is just the tongue open. moves though. The, yeah, the tongue moves, which is extremely creepy. Yes. There's a lot of weird tongue stuff in this. Yeah. Um but yeah, she hides under the truck, you see the hooves walking outside of it, and then there's just a little like music box that shows up under the truck with her, counts down pops up as screams truck shakes around cuts away yes so uh maybe that's how they got the pg-13 because there's not too many on-screen deaths no you don't yeah there's i mean it's not like extremely gory but like whenever the kid gets eaten you see his feet like get swallowed yeah it it's intense like it i'm really- surprised to get our just on that like, even sitting here at, like, the age I am now, I'm still sitting there like, oh, my God, like, that is disturbing. Yeah. It's like that, um, have you seen that, get, have you ever seen the taking of Deborah Logan? No. Um, you've probably seen the gif, though, of the old lady swallowing the little girl's head in the basement. Okay. That's yeah. what that's from. Oh, okay. And every, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen that gif, like, so many times, and I'll, every time I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, oh, uh, don't eat her whole... It's the same feeling with this. Yeah, especially the worm thing later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention the DHL delivery guy, which I honestly didn't click in my head until now, because he brings something, there's like a, a sack of stuff on the porch, and that's how all the presents with the minions gets in the house. Yeah, that's how, that's when like Packer and his wife answer like, their answer the other, uh their relative's door. And they're basically, yeah. at this point, just treating it like their house. Yes. Uh, what do they say? Uh, they, uh, the rich get even more, uh, damn Democrats. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how do uh, the rich people get all the free stuff? And mu- They must be Democrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Beth hasn't been back for a while, so both the dads go out to look for her. They take um, Howard's Hummer, and he has a gun storage in the back. Yeah, he has, like, what, like, well, I think he has, what, two guns. He has, like, a giant, like, pistol and a shotgun. Yeah, uh, he takes a shotgun, he gives, what's Adam Scott's character's uh, name? Tom. Tom. He gives Tom the handgun, and there is a really funny line. Tom goes, oh, man, it's really heavy. He goes, yeah, it's Linda's. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's my wife. So he does, like, that little smirk. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And... We don't get them searching yet. That's just when they go out to look. Um, back at the house, something's on the roof. They think it's squirrels, and then it's a very loud squirrel. Yeah, it's this extreme thud that shakes the entire house, and they're like, huh, yeah, that's squirrels. That's pretty much how I think I'd react to I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pretend. We got to mention, too, at this point, Grandma is, like, preparing. Oh, yeah, she has that fire going, and she keeps, like, she knows what's up. She's like, we need to keep this fire extremely hot. Which she goes, keep keep the fire hot. And just to like jump down the movie a little bit, when they all fall asleep, could you ever fall asleep when you saw all of what you just saw? 
Well, the only two who really saw weird shit were Howard and Tom. But even if, like, the rest of them fall asleep, my adrenaline being either Howard or Tom would be so high, I would be like, I can't, there's no fucking way I can sleep. I can't blink. Yeah. Part of me thinks that, then, I was in a real bad car crash, I remember, and I went home and went right back to sleep once I was done, so I don't know. It could be either way, because they're walking through the snow, freezing, exhausted. They might just pass out. That's true. They were saying, like, they were, like, extremely, like, we were out there for only, like, you know, X amount of time. We almost have, like, frostbite. Yeah, so that might be part of it, too. That's true. The grandma does warn against them going to look for Beth. I forgot about that. So, she know, like we said, she knows what's up. But when they get to the boyfriend's house, it's just trashed. Oh, yeah, and I love, like, okay, th- they're, like, kind of looking through the uh, house, and they walk into the kitchen, and there's just a gingerbread man stuck to the fridge with a knife, like Michael Myers-style. <laughs> Yes, and it's funny though too because then they think it's an animal, but what animal stabs a gingerbread man to the yeah. fridge? <laughs> um, I thought a cool little detail was the chimney, like the chimney line coming down to the fireplace. There's cracks in it, like something massive went through and everything. Yeah, where it's all blown out just because Krampus is so massive, but he still comes through the chimney, which I love. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, they go back out because they think they hear Beth screaming. Did we hear Beth screaming? Because that, that confused me. Because in my mind, she's dead. Yeah, I almost take that as like they were tricking them to kind of come back out. Okay. That's how that's, I that took sense. it. Um, Not really a plot hole, just confusing to me. Yeah. Um, They, ru- they run back out. Howard's pulled into the snow by Christmas tremors, apparently. Yeah, got a great tremors reference there, which, um, well, I don't, we never get to see that creature, do we? That we know of, unless it's something that we do see and we just don't know they do it correct. Unless it's like the -the jack-in-the-box type worm thing, maybe. Like another one of those. It doesn't seem that fast in the house, though. But that jack-in-the-box creature also just ate, like, three children. Not true. So, Um, it's pretty It it honestly has more of a Bugs Bunny effect in the snow, though. The way you see the ground moving behind it. Like when Bugs Bunny would burrow underground. He's on his way to Albuquerque. Yeah, well, he made the wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, well, Howard's pulled into the snow, and Tom saves him using the gun, which I thought he accidentally shot Howard yeah. <laughs> at first. Because, you know, he doesn't, Um, how he's like, they kind of set him up where he doesn't really know how to shoot a gun very well, because he's very much like, oh, this one's heavy, this one's, you know. He's yeah. kind of, at the beginning, he's kind of, like, making fun of him, like, oh, the gun-toting family, you know. And uh, Howard's family's making fun of him for not having guns at dinner. Yeah, like, how do you protect your house? It's like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And he he saves him, though. And they get back to the Hummer, and the Hummer's just destroyed. Yeah, like... It's crushed. I mean, it looks like Krampus just jumped on top of it and just did one great claw swipe up the front, like, up the side. Because you see, like, the giant claw marks. Yeah. You're like, Wolverine, stop by real quick. (laughs) (laughs) You also see that snowplow, and it looks like someone got ejected out, but they realize the glass is pointing in, so something smashed into it. Yeah. They're really finding all the scary stuff here. They're finding a ton of clues of, like, something's extremely fucked up here. Exactly. Um, that's where we get, when we cut back to the house, the, I'm going to teach you how to make peppermint schnapps because they come back, but they don't want to say everything around the kids. Yeah. They're kind of, they bust the kids like into the kitchen. So they are not like, I guess too scared, but 
also all the kids are pretty i mean i would say the youngest one is what do you think he is like 10 the youngest one would be the mouth breathing kid right he either either him or the uh kid that ripped up the letter i'd say it's the yeah the youngest would have to be 10 i'd say the other two around 13 max seems to oddly be 13 to 14 yeah yeah which, um, I mean, at that age, you're not going to probably tell them all that's going on. You're going to want to, like, put them away, like, into the kitchen to explain everything while yeah. you're kind of talking it through. But you would think you would at least let them know, like, hey, there is an emergency going on. So you guys just kind of, everything's, you know, we got it un- under control at this moment, but just be ready. Yeah. You know, they just like, no, just go in the kitchen, go have fun, play Christmas games. Yeah. And they're in the living room explaining, like, we don't know what we saw, but it's fucked up. Um. And the kids and Dorothy all hear it anyway, so there's no point. Right. Um, that's where Grandma says, keep the fire hot, and they decide to board up the house. Brett, in your home, yeah. you, like me, have a house. Yes. Do you just have piles and piles of a Home Depot amount of lumber sitting around in your house? No, this is, and I have, I could probably scrounge up, like, I could take a couple doors off and, like, use that, but just to have lumber laying around... I don't have that. Yeah, it was just straight up lumber, too, because there was no, like... It doesn't look like they disassembled anything for it. It was just plain two-by-fours all over the place. And it's, like, very Night of the Living Dead-esque. Like, A, how they board up the windows, which they board up the windows horribly. There's so many spaces. Oh, yeah. And B, like, in Night of the Living Dead... You through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're peering through it. Like, they have their hands on the boards. Yeah. Like... But also, like, Nigh the Living Dead, where, yeah, exactly, where did they get all this lumber? Where, why do you have this stored? Yeah, they don't seem like the DIY, I'm gonna make a deck type family either. No, like, I could believe it if it was, like, the redneck side of the family. I could almost see, okay, he may have lumber because he probably has, like, a workshop and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, this family looks like anything, like, they need the grass cut, they're gonna call somebody to do it. Yeah, that's the vibe I get, too. Yeah. Um, then we see there's even more snowmen appearing in the yard. Yeah, it's being completely surrounded by... And I don't think the snowmen actually ever do anything, do they? Uh, no, the only thing they do is provide cover for the creepy evil things. Yeah, where they're kind of, like, jumping around. Which I wonder if it's almost like the creepy evil things maybe built the snowmen to kind of, like... Well, that's how I assume, because there's no people around that made them. Yeah, it's not like the snowmen are alive. No, I think it's just like an intimidation thing, like torturing the people. Yeah, they built the snowmen, and all they know is evil, so of course they have to look evil. Oh, of course. Yeah. You can't be happy, snowmen. No. Um, everyone That would that would kind of also be creepy, just like smiley snowmen surrounding you slowly. <laughs> yeah. That You know, that would terrify me. Probably even more than some of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, Everyone falls asleep in the living room because it's the only place with heat because of the fireplace. And yeah, Howard's on watch, but like we said earlier, he falls asleep as well, so the fire pretty much goes out. Yeah, like, once they get back, they're kind of like, everyone kind of huddles in the uh, living room after, like, they're done talking, and they're, like, watching Christmas movies on the iPad. Yeah. It, it looks like a Rankin and Bass type, like, rip-off uh, special. It's all stop yeah. motion and whatnot, which I'd love that little throw in there. Um, yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I love they make the comment of like, oh, well, isn't the battery going to die? It's like, well, it's going to die anyway. Well, might as well enjoy it. And it's like, well, that is true. Because 
I could see myself being the person being there like, well, I don't want the battery to die. We better not watch it and just sit here in silence. Yeah, exactly. It's you're either going to use it or not. Yeah. You can't make calls on it. But at this point, yeah, they, um, everyone's kind of fallen asleep. Um, Packer like took first watch and he fell asleep. I love, he's like, no, I'm going to take first watch. Uh, you guys go rest. I got this jump cut to him asleep. (laughs) That's a great, like scene to scene cut. Like that was hilarious. I am Um, shocked. No one woke up though, because you're already sleeping in a weird, like on couches, fully clothed all around your family, everything like that's got a one be difficult. And then the fire is pretty much out, so it's freezing, there's no heat. I'm surprised no one else woke up. Yeah, you can see their breath and whatnot. Yeah. Which I love that, um, like, it zooms in on the iPad, and there's, like, 1% left, because it's playing, like, Christmas music. It's, like, playing, like, Oh Holy Night in the background. And as soon as it cuts off, Kramp is like, okay, it's my time now. Yep. Dude, this next part is fucking wild. The, the, they're fishing for kids. Yeah, which, this, okay, so... This is another one where, like, Liz, me and Liz were sitting there, and she goes, like, what the fuck? Where it's like, okay, so mouth-breathing kid sees a <laughs> gingerbread man hooked to a chain hanging down from the chimney connected to a hook. Yeah, like an industrial hook Liz, on the bottom. Liz just goes, oh, yeah, that's completely safe. Go for it. She's yeah. <laughs> they had, like, a Christmas feast. There's cookies in there somewhere. Yeah, you don't need the weird chimney cookie. <laughs> Which I love he goes over to it and grabs it and immediately takes a bite of him, like before the gingerbread man can even know what's really going on. Cause he's kind of like the gingerbread man comes sentient and kind of looks up. He's like, oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, I wasn't prepared for you to be that quick kid. It, he doesn't unwrap it really either, does he? No, he, it's still wrapped in the chain and he's eating it. Exactly. Um, and then the gingerbread man comes alive and fucking wraps him up and everything and pulls him up the chimney. That's when everyone starts waking up because there's a chain rattling. I don't know how no one woke up before. I will say, I thought it was going to be the baby at first. Oh, God, that would have been. Oh, to get because there's also a dog in this movie to have a dog and a baby killed. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess technically it is. Because it, it, it's taken away by, like, the elves. We don't really see the fate of the dog or the baby. Well, so the, I like that they leave those two kind of open-ended. I know, like, the dog, it's kind of open-ended. Like, it goes into the vent, but and you hear it, like, barking and stuff. But then you almost, also hear, like, swallowing sounds. Not true. I don't know. And then yeah, Not but, clear enough that I take points off. No. Yeah, at least they didn't show it. Yes. Yeah, but for um, a PG-13 rated movie, a dog and a baby are killed. <laughs> PG-13. Yep. <laughs> um. So they pull him up. Everyone's up and trying to get him. Uh, the mom, Tony Collette, is... What was her I don't remember her character's name. But she's the one, like, kind of in the chimney pulling him, trying to save him. But everyone's there. And they pull him away, and the shoe falls down. Yeah. The mom sees gingerbread man that part's important yeah does anyone else um no only so far tony collette which uh it's sarah who she plays i just looked it up okay thank Um, you yeah she's the only one so far now other than um packer and tom to see a creature well i don't think packer saw one did he yeah i'm pretty well he got attacked by the uh 
by the oh, snow the creature. Oh, the snow tremor, but he doesn't see what it is, I don't think. No, they don't see what it is yet, but... Yeah, so, but because that part's important to this next. Uh, well, we get the backstory from Grandma in English all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden she can speak English, which I like. Uh, I like to think that she's just like, I don't want to talk to any of you people except for, like, my son and his family. Like, I don't want to talk to you people. So I'm just going to talk German because only they can understand me. <laughs> I like that she does the Star Wars thing, though, where she perfectly understands English, but doesn't speak it. Yes. Um, um, which I love but, her story, like how it kind of cuts into like an animation type thing. Yeah, that's a theme lately, because we got that in Santa Slay as well. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot better than like trying to, okay, now we got a young, we got like actual like an actress to play young grandma and blah, blah, blah. I like it better when it, it works for Christmas movies, at least. Oh, for sure, because it's also, you have, like, the Christmas special-style st animation. And then you can throw that in there, which, that's one of, like, that's one of the things I love about Christmas specials, or, like, you know, the animation or the stop-motion. Yeah. So being able to throw that in there, I loved. I mean, the backstory's not really anything to go over. It's a typical Krampus thing, you know? Yeah, was well, it basically, like, everyone in her village, like, no one had the Christmas spirit, and she was, like, the last one to have any... And then she lost her Christmas spirit, so Krampus came and killed everybody. Except for her. They had Except to leave her. Them. Because, well, uh, she said drug them to the underworld. Yeah, which I would take, as, and especially when you see the portal at the very end, it's hell. Yeah. Um, but here's my thing, because I said they just saw the gingerbread man. I don't know if Howard slash Packer actually saw it, but he was already drugged under the snow by something. Because he goes... Do you believe any of this horse shit? Someone's messing with our family and I'm going to get them. You know it's not a person. People don't pull you under the snow no. like a tremor. People don't slither. Yeah, exactly. So that that's another thing. I'm like, you know this isn't a regular thing. Yeah, you're already trying to rationalize it in your own mind. It's like, you know what you saw. Or yeah. didn't see, but you know what you experienced. Yeah. Uh, he walks outside... And quickly comes back in because we see like things like jumping behind the snowmen. Yeah, this is where they go out um, and they're going to go rescue the uh, mouth breather, right? Where like mom and everyone goes running outside real quick. Yeah. And they're all out there, a bunch of creatures and everything, like laughing and darting from behind snowman to snowman. And they go, get in the house, get in the house! You get the fuck back in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then they get in and... What fuck? Where? Oh, that's where we get our plan devised after that. Okay. And they're going to take the snow plow. They're all going to get out there and they're going to plow their way to the mall. If not, no one's at the mall. Very um, Dawn of the Dead. Um, if not, yes. just keep going until they find somewhere. Honestly, a pretty solid plan, though. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the only plan that they can really have at the moment. Because yeah. there's, you're not going to want to walk any farther than you have to, and that's the only vehicle they've seen. Yeah. At least that they know that has keys. The presents were bouncing upstairs, too, right before they devised the plan. When Linda was up there and she came down, like, the presents, which, the ones from the sack, which we put together, were start bouncing around, so something's alive in there. Yes. The two girls go upstairs to go to the bathroom. I don't know why. I'm assuming they have a downstairs bathroom, but... They go up towards the attic, and it sounds like a speaking spell talking, but, like, they think it's uh, Beth talking to them, and they go upstairs, and you hear screaming. Yes. 
And this is uh, probably the creepiest scene in the entire movie when they go upstairs and see what's going on. Oh, yeah, because as we've brought up a couple times, the big clown worm thing is up there and it's eating the one. Which I would say it looks like a jack in the box. Okay, there you go. At the very end of its like tail thing is a tiny little box. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So it almost looks like it was like a normal jack-in-the-box size, and then it just kept eating and eating, and it's grown now to this mammoth, like, worm clown. <laughs> um, there's, so they run upstairs, we see that, there's an evil tree topper, like, angel, okay. that comes down. That thing is so demonic looking, like, you want to talk about Slayer? Like, if Slayer had a Christmas album, that would be on the cover. Oh yeah, and it's got like the little, like whatever symbols on its head like you see in lords of salem and shit and like its eyes are blinking at like wrong times from each other and it's like (laughs) the entire time (laughs) yeah up there like all the presents because we get that one the jack in the box the creepy teddy bear and the the, robot i love the bear with the giant mouth that it kind of reminds me of sam like uh the sam design from trick-or-treat where it's the giant head with the giant mouth yeah, it does kind of reminisce back to that. Like, I can see that. Yeah. And then the robot's just like a robot toy that's very stabby. Yeah, it just has a knife that just, like, stabs you over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like, this This is where it kind of gets a little video gamey almost. Like, it's you keep progressing to higher and higher. Like, you keep clearing waves, and the next one's more intense each time. This is, like, when shit really hits the fan for the entire family. Everyone at this point is like, what the fuck? Everyone's seen this now. Yeah, there's no more denying anything. Um, Howard is still downstairs with uh, what Dorothy and the baby yeah. is still downstairs with the shotgun. And the gingerbread men come after him with a nail gun. Which reminded me very much of um, Army of Darkness. when uh, The Little Ashes? Yeah, all the Little Ashes, which I remember when I saw that as a kid. Because that was a movie that was on TV all the time, like on cable. Yeah. And my uh, growing up, my mom was a huge lover of horror movies, which is why I am. She showed me all these. Yeah. And she would put it on all the time. And I remember that scene when like w- with all the little ashes and then when like the second ash grows out of Ash's uh, shoulder. Yeah. That used to scare me so much. Oh, really? Because that's like no joke. One of the scenes I thought was funny because I saw Army of Darkness younger, too. And the ashes always would make me laugh. It was the other stuff that creeped me out, like the like, deadites. The little ashes, not as much. When they, when the uh, he swallows them, and like he tears the shoulder off his shirt, and you see the eyeball. Oh, like, okay. I think that was probably my the start to me hating slash loving body horror. Oh, that makes sense. Because I like saw that, and then like a year, couple, like two or one or two years later, I saw the fly with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that's a big one for them. And that movie, I could not sleep that night. Like, people like, oh, I didn't sleep all night long. No, I actually legitimately 100% could not sleep that night. Because it's I was funny. afraid of my body parts falling off. <laughs> it's funny that it reminded you of Army of Darkness. Because it reminded me for, just briefly, not like a ripoff or anything, but of the Evil Dead remake, because the nail gun thing. Oh yeah, very much with the nail gun, which is extremely, like... Nail guns scare the fuck out of me. Oh, as they should. They're literally guns that fire nails. Well, like, whenever I've, like, helped my dad, like, build something, like, they're constantly remodeling their house and, like, adding shit onto it. 
yeah. go over there and help him. Dad has a gigantic nail gun like that, and he'll have me using it. I'm so careful with it, like so extremely, like never to point it at anything. And Dad's like, you know, you have to put down like there's a sensor at the end of it that has to be up against something before it can shoot. Like it won't just shoot. Yeah. And no, you I'm like, that sensor it will if something gets over it. Well, that's what I'll say. I'm like, well, what if that sensor jams? And he's like, okay, just do what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the all those are coming after him, and they're brutal. And he, what? how is he doing? He has a shotgun. He's blowing them all to pieces. And one gets by with a candy cane shank. Yeah, I love. Well, he shoots the um. They're all by like this kerosene lamp, and he shoots the lamp, and they all catch on fire, and they're like all screaming and running around like they're like taken care of now. Like, oh, they're defeated. And he kind of like laughs, or he's like, "Gotcha," or something like that. And they all turn and look at him. They're like, "Oh," and they all start running towards him again. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> And then the candy cane shank one's the last one. It dives at him. You think he's about to die. The dog eats it. Yeah, the dog is the hero and saves him. Yes. Uh, I forget what the dog's name is, but he's even like, good boy, Rufus. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then upstairs, the tree topper is on Sarah, did you say? Is uh, that her name? Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's Tony Collette. Okay. And like, has a weird tongue thing going at her ear the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this weird, like, that kind of reminded me of uh, Puppet Master with the Leech Woman. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like this weird, like, much quicker than the Leech Woman, because the Leech Woman, it takes her 20 minutes to just uh, produce one leech. <laughs> yeah. It's forever. But that, uh, it's very much like a very sped up Leech Woman. It reminded me of how that tongue was going. <laughs> and the robots stabbing Adam Scott, and Linda's fighting the teddy bear, and the... Uh... The big jack in the box is getting away, um, and it's, yeah. it's just turned into madness. I'm not sure exactly what all goes on upstairs, but finally makes its way to downstairs, and the dog goes after the jack in the box. It falls down, and Aunt Dorothy to the fucking rescue just starts shooting everything. Yeah, well, I love um to go back to the attic scene really quick. I love when the jack in the box is trying to escape, and he's like scrambling for the air vent. Oh yeah, and he's too—he's eaten too many children, so he's way too fat to fit through the air vent. So it's like a Winnie the Pooh situation. <laughs> Have you had any honey lately? Yeah. Oh bother! I've had too many children. <laughs> um, but fuck, we're, we're oh the other thing about the Jack in the Box. What's terrifying is this like plastic face, but it has like flesh underneath when it opens its mouth. Yeah, it's like it's almost like an armor plating over actual flesh. So this is an actual like weird demon creature. Yeah, it's it's wild looking. And then um so when they're downstairs and Aunt Dorothy starts shooting everything, I love that she shoots like the tree topper thing and it flies into the wreath, like perfectly positioned. Yeah, and that um yeah, and it just sticks there. <laughs> yeah. And she kills the teddy bear. I don't think the robot actually dies. I think it's still in the attic. Oh uh, well I know like um yeah, they, like, hit the robot off of Adam, or that they sh do something with it, and it's still kind of stuck in his shoulder, so they have to, like, rip it out of his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so they they think they've kind of saved the day-ish, like, that they're okay for now, and there's a sound outside, and the grandmother just goes, elves. Yeah, she's immediately knows. <laughs> yeah, 
And they come right through that door. It doesn't matter what, how much lumber they put up. I mean, the window. Which every time I hear that, where that I watch that scene, because this is a yearly watch for me now. Like, Krampus yeah. is like a yearly Christmas watch. Whenever she's like, elves. I just think back to uh, the Santa Claus, when they're like, elves with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> the elves are creepy. Yeah. Like, then they come in. They take the baby, because they have the family all kind of surrounded. They take the baby, they take Dorothy, they chain her up, and Howard jumps on and kind of gets taken in proxy. What does Dorothy say if she's getting drug out? I don't remember. It was... She has some one-liners. She's she has getting some great one-liners throughout this entire movie. Um, have you ever seen Troll 2? Oh yeah, I've seen Troll too. Do the elves remind you a little bit of the uh, uh, goblins from that? Like a teeny little bit. Like they're kind of short. They got the they got the cloak type things. Yeah, they're kind of similar. I may just be mixing it in my head because I watched Troll Two for the first time yesterday, and then oh, I also watched think? Krampus. I love. I'm a huge lover of bad movies. Like I love the Room. Plan Nine from Outer Space is like a top ten movie for me. Yeah, and I've never seen Troll 2. I thought it was great. I'm just proud of myself I've seen one of these before you. Well, that's also one of the ones where, like, I've been meaning to watch it, but I also like the thought of having movies in reserve that I almost know I'm going to like that I've yeah. never watched before. Yeah, Troll 2 is solid. I like that movie. I just love it. It's like, oh, my God, they're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do Troll 2 someday. We'll put that on our next calendar oh, that'd be after great. we yeah. work our way through here. Um, but I, the power kicks on and the radio comes on and it's perfect because the elves are gone. And you're up on the housetop, reindeer paws, right as Krampus is about to come down. Yeah, he's like, cue the music, I'm showing up. Yeah, this, he's a theatrical one, this Krampus, isn't he? Which I would have loved, like, because that's also what, a movie from, like, the, uh, sorry, like a song from the 50s or 60s. Yeah. So I love, like, Krampus has been around for thousands and thousands of years. He got to the 50s and was like, I fucking love this song. <laughs> this shit slaps. This is going this on my, on my playlist. killing playlist. Yeah, <laughs> this is my intro music from now on. <laughs> like, whenever um, they come out for WWE with, like, all the fireworks and stuff. This yeah. is Krampus walking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he's not there yet, but you hear him. He's coming down. The family are like, we have to go now. Like they're doing their plan to get to the plow and everything. They all leave and they do the trope of the wise one who knows what's going on or something. Think Predator with the native guy like who stays back to fight Predator to buy them a little bit of time. Or Oni does that. I would also like put it towards like the director's cut of Halloween six where Dr. Loomis goes back into the hospital to take care yeah. of everything one last time. Yeah, we've all seen this a thousand times. It's, yeah. it's definitely a trope. Um, but he she stays in and faces Krampus and he opens a sack with a bunch of toys that jump out and I guess kill her. I love she's like all stoic and she's like fucking tough as hell. Like it's this old lady standing up against this like thousand year old demon. Well, and she's, she's already like her, faced him once kind of. She knows face, about him. True. Like her face is like super stern and whatnot. And he like goes to open a bag and her face kind of turns into like, oh, what's in there? Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're all going to the plow and 
they start getting sucked down one by one by the tremor creatures. Yeah, like within I would say like would you say five to ten minutes, eighty percent of what's left of the family is taken out. Yeah, because Adam Scott stays to fight him. Like he shoots and holds it off a little bit while everyone else keeps going. Yeah, which and... is another like huge trope in like just movies in general of like the dad being like, You guys go. I'm gonna stay and hold him off. And then the yeah. family walks like three steps away from the dad and sits there and watches him as he dies, and then they scream and run. Yeah, I'm like, thanks. You know, I, I sacrificed myself. You could have at least did me the favor of leaving like I was yeah. trying to buy you time. Just fucking run. Like, that's why I'm doing this. Not for you to watch me die. <laughs> like, oh, look what um, dad's going to do real quick. Yeah. So they take Adam, Scott. They take um, both the moms. And so now it's just down to Max and the one sister who's still alive. Yes. They get into the plow and... Obviously, he's not going to know how to drive a fucking snowplow. No, and she's just screaming. I'm like, go, go, go. He's like, I don't know how. And he's still, I mean, he's trying to start it. And it doesn't, I mean, I would say that thing is, there's no way that's starting. I'll be honest. I'm not sure if I'd know how to start it. No, well, I mean, yeah, especially a giant. Well, he even says something like, this is a stick shift. Like, we have a Prius. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even like that, it's like, he can't drive. No, the, well, it would have to be um, like a. I'm trying to think of the only thing one I can think of like a uh, example is. Have you seen the tally episode of South Park? Yeah. Whenever they're driving the truck and Kenny's like on the floorboards, like hitting the gas and the brake, and they're having to tell him when to do it. Yeah. That's the only way I could see this working is like she, he, uh, either one of them are down there working the gas and the brake while the other yeah. one's steering. <laughs> Yeah, but um, was it the elves take the cousin out? Yes. And take her away. And then, does Krampus do something here? Well, this is, um, what, Krampus, is this when he gives uh, gives him the box and it has the bell in it? And the bell, oh, oh yeah, because no, he, um, he just drops, uh, Krampus shows up, he just drops like a wadded up piece of paper. And you find out there was the note that he ripped up at the very beginning. And in it is wrapped the Krampus bell, the same kind that his grandmother had. Yeah. And then it kind of does that flashback to her talking of, like, he always leaves one to tell the story. That that almost annoyed me, because I'm like, not the fact that they did it, but the fact that they thought we, the audience, was so stupid that we didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, that we that they had to do the flashback. I'm like, I know, motherfucker, it was 20 minutes ago. I was going to say, it wasn't even that long ago. It was like, yeah, like 20 minutes ago. It was like, no, we remember. Yeah, pretty much when she's telling that story, you go, oh, Max is going to be the last one because of that. Yeah, because he's the one that set all this off from the beginning. Yeah. But I do love the balls on Max where he goes chases Krampus down and he's like, hey. Go fuck yourself, like, basically. <laughs> hey, asshole, is what he yells at the yeah. demon that can drag you to hell. And he fucking launches the bell back at him. It's like, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, and um, he has a sleigh, which is just appropriate, um, with, like, these demon reindeer. Yeah, it's not, uh, what was it, um, it's not a buffalo this time. It's an actual <laughs> no, it's- reindeer. <laughs> Yeah, just scary looking reindeer. Which um, that would be hilarious if, for some reason, in this movie as well, they were buffalo. It's like, what the fuck, people? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he starts. The cousin's not drugged to hell yet, and he's saying, "Take me instead." Then, 
a bad idea because Krampus just takes both of them then. Yeah, I love at first, it's kind of like Krampus is almost looking at him like, oh, like, is it going to be a, the Grinch moment where, like, Krampus cries and, like, he has a bit of a heart? No. He's, like, starts laughing at him. <laughs> yeah. And, well, first he tries to do a take it back, the wish, but that's not going to work. That's not how these things work, Max. No. Oh, my God, you just said Grinch and I said Max and I realized, is that oh. why he's named that? Maybe. Because there is definitely, like, a few little nods to different movies throughout this movie. So yeah, that could definitely be one. Well, because our last one, you had Mary and... Fuck, what was the boy's name? But still, like, they try to, like, fit little Christmassy things in. Yeah. Um, But no, he just takes the cousin to hell and Max to hell, throws him into the pit as well. And that's when, like, yeah, the pit of hell opens and it's like oh, that's 100 hell he's just throwing children into hell <laughs> and like this is where like that's where max is falling right and then it's almost like he wakes up and then falls out of bed yeah the, it was all a dream thing which the first time i saw this movie i was like you better fucking not because this movie has been great if you do this you've ruined it and i'll probably never watch it again yeah and thank God he, he goes downstairs. He's so happy because they're all there and everything. No one seems to recall anything from last night except for Max. He seems to be the only one who's thinking of it. And like everyone's actually like cheerful now. They're actually acting like a family should. Yeah, it's it's nice and sweet. And then Max opens his present and it's the Krampus bell. And then everyone does that trigger everyone's memory pretty much? Well, he um comes downstairs and he says something about having a nightmare. And I would think that what I took from it is like the entire family thought that they had a nightmare, but they never, none of them talked about it until this moment. And that's when they all realize we all had the same nightmare. What's going on? Yeah. Cause he gets the bell and then they all look like shell shocked seeing that they're like, Oh fuck. It's real. Yeah. And, and camera pans out and they're in a snow globe now in which, Krampus's hell room. Does that mean that they're perpetually stuck in Christmas morning? Is it like I a ground, is it a Groundhog's Day type thing where like they're just going to continuously live Christmas or I don't know cuz part of me wonders that or is it like they'll go through the year and every Christmas they'll be tortured by Krampus? I don't know. Yeah, I don't 100%. I mean, which I don't I'm not ragging on it whatsoever. I love if a movie does that kind of thing right, like I believe this one did, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's open. It's not so open-ended that it's just a dream. You know Krampus still got them. We just don't know the terms of the deal, pretty much. Is it, I don't know if it's it's if that's them like being held in Krampus's like, workshop, or is that almost like a type of thing where Krampus is now going to be watching you, and that's almost yeah. like his... Uh, sight into your thing is now you like you're on a snow globe but you're still in the real world but he's seeing you through the snow globe so it's like his crystal ball now like you've been warned exactly like i'm going to keep my eye experience on you. and i reset it but now you know right i made everything good you said you wanted to take it back now you better keep this up because i'm keeping an extreme watch on you guys yeah that's probably more likely so, we technically have a zero kill count? Yeah, because they all, at the very end, are okay, but I just, I want to, which I guess may be a reason why it's PG-13. 
because no one actually really does technically die, but... That's still pretty close. That one's still tricky. They probably just made that rating. I like the version of this movie where the baby dies. <laughs> I, we don't even know what the baby... Well, the baby definitely went to hell with them, so... Well, yeah, the elves definitely ate it. <laughs> it's like veal to them. Uh, probably. But yeah, cue uh, credits. That's the end. Yeah, which... Uh, another great movie. I 100% love this movie. I gave it a 4 out of 5 star rating on Letterboxd. Um, yeah, I don't think I rated it on anything, but I enjoy it a lot. It's Ever since I saw it, it's become pretty much every year. I'll, I'll catch it. Yeah, this is one that like um, the, uh, I'll watch every single year. My mom will have this movie on like almost every day. Like, here and there like if there have been days like i go over there like a few days in a row and she's watching krampus like throughout the day oh year or just around christmas around christmas okay i thought you meant like every day she watches krampus no it's not like bry's mom okay but yeah i enjoy this movie i thought it was really good and it's definitely fit our month perfectly that was the one i knew when we decide we want to do the christmas stuff i'm like we gotta do krampus oh 100 that's whenever you said it i was like i'm 100 down for krampus i love it yeah um so yeah that's what i have on it a really great movie yeah uh it's it's fun it's it's a wild time it's a christmas horror movie that isn't just i'm a serial killer who attacks on christmas it's actually pretty inventive and i liked the way they played with the minions and stuff i it's definitely more than just here's a horror movie set at christmas yeah it's not that same old like cliche uh cliche shit where it's like oh it's the serial killer just dresses as santa oh that's original blah 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 um well to lead off with that next week we're going to be watching silent night deadly night part two where the serial killer dresses as santa yeah that's that's our big reveal for next (laughs) week if you guys want to watch it (laughs) which if if you guys download Tubi, it's free. You don't even need to put your email in. That movie's on there. Or I don't know if it's on YouTube. But anyway, um, it's you can watch it for free if you guys want to watch it for us for next week. Also, if you have a Shudder, it's on Shudder. Okay, perfect. Well. So at least one of these ways you'll be able to see it if you want to watch along. Let me actually look up real quick because I know on Garbage Day! Garbage <laughs> Day! That's the one line in the movie anyone would remember. <laughs> it's, it's the only line. Um, we'll talk about it any now because we gotta do a full episode on it for next week, but I'm excited. That, you know, that episode will actually drop on Christmas Day. Oh, really? So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's uh, Friday, so it'll drop on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 is on Shudder, and if you want to, if you're a Joe Bob Briggs fan, uh, last Christmas he did a special on it, he did a triple feature, and it was the last movie he showed. Oh, okay. You can also watch it that way if, um, you guys like Joe Bob. Yeah. If they listen to this, I imagine they do. Yeah, which, um, this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna come out after the new special comes out, but as of recording this, the uh, 2020 Joe Bob special is tomorrow night, and I'm so excited. Oh, is it? Yeah, I cannot wait. We don't know what he's showing yet, but um, his new uh, gimmick with the show, because, you know, with the quarantine going on and the pandemic, um, he still wants to shoot a show, but he couldn't shoot it where he was doing it before, I think, somewhere in New York. So now he is shooting the show in Blairstown, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, I did see that. 
Yeah, which I don't know if um, the entire thing is shot there, but the premise of like what they're doing with the show is the entire crew is in a cabin in the woods in Blairstown, New Jersey, where they film Friday the 13th, the first one. Um, if you want to hear uh, my and Greg's trip to Blairstown, New Jersey, check out the uh, episode, The Throbbing with Horror on the Road. Yeah. It's the also the uh, Never Hike Alone episode, so if you guys want to listen to that. But... um. Yeah, I really love that uh, that's where he's doing it. Yeah, that's really cool. It's fitting. Yeah. So, yeah, so we covered what we got next week. I think that's pretty much all we got before we get out of here. Yeah, that's um, all I have. I uh, can't wait to, um, you know, have you guys listen to next week's episode. Um, follow That'll be the uh, last of our Christmas time, too. Thank uh, we'll be back God. to normal. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Um. Follow the show's Twitter um, at Throbbing Horror. Um, I try to update it with like you know what I'm watching or if I find like memes or whatnot like that. So and I'll be uh I live tweet here and there certain movies and then uh listen to Greg on Ruthless Retrospective and Geek Positive as well on the uh, Why Not Talk About This Universe. Yeah, I'm on all of it. So if you if you like me, I'm there. If you can barely sta- stand me and just put up with me for this show, so you can stick here. And, uh, well, I hope, uh, after you guys are done listening to this episode, your brain is left throbbing with horror.